pencil. I think that I may be the voice of my generation. She's the titular role! In the sense that, no, you know what I mean? Or at least a voice of a generation. Hello, welcome to Gatekeeping. This is the pop culture podcast where we pick a topic every week and we decide if we let it through our metaphorical gate. I am Sam. I am James. James, um, did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Have you heard this? <laughs> I've heard. I've heard such things. It's kind of... I actually just found out this week. It's actually shocking to me <laughs> um, that I've, I've not heard this news sooner. I wish I had mm-hmm. you, you Lana song. Are you a fan? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I, I love Lana Del Rey. Well, obviously. yes. I love it. Yep. The song's great. I'm very excited for this era. Yeah. I really like the album artwork and stuff that she's going kind with. Kind of 70s I'm, vibe. Yeah. Yes. I've already pre-ordered my oh. limited edition. I think I got the Amazon one, which is like the... Oh, that one looked like the pink. The pink that? and green. Oh, yeah. that looked gorgeous. Really stunning. I didn't know you could pre-order it already from... Australia, but you I can, can't. I like got it. I don't know. I did it somehow. You did it somehow, <laughs> right? Well, that's great news. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll it's t- a gorgeous song. I get my people to talk to your people. And <laughs> Please pass on. Uh, yeah, it's a gorgeous song. Glad to have our friend Lana back. Oh, I'm in so the studio. Glass. Another fabulous artist has released another fabulous album. Yes. Yesterday, uh, long awaited. Long awaited. Uh, Sophomore album, SOS. Yes. You're a fan? <sighs> I'm so used to giving. <laughs> now I get to receive. <laughs> Thank God. This is an album. I, I mean, it only came out yesterday, so I've yet to fully, like, Digest. let it wash over me. Yep. Um, but I listened to it, like, three times yesterday, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, it's a long one. It's a long one. There's, like, 22 um, songs on it, and I just haven't even been able to like figure out which ones I like yet, but yes. I love the Phoebe Bridges feature. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill Bill, Gone Girl, and oh, there was another one. Just listing movies now. I literally, oh, F2F, <laughs> F2F, of yeah, course. Yeah, um, That's, I've given it a once or twice over, and yeah, F2F, of course, the standout. Literally. Um, stunning song. I, yeah, it's hard to, I mean, it's such a long album, I, I, it's hard to dig into individual songs at this yeah, stage. Yeah, and I was at work yesterday as well, and I like to kind of listen to an album on my lunch break or something, but I was just listening to it all day, and I, I felt like I didn't have a proper... Right, you need to sit down. And I need to sit down. No food, yes, no drinks. No snack. No snack, just <laughs> listening to music. As a, who, Isabel Huppert. Of course, as she would say. As she would say. Uh, yeah, great album. Good to have her back. Her and Lana, uh, triumphant returns. Two wonderful women. Um, I also just want to take a minute to pay my respects to um, star of stage and screen. I don't think she's been on stage. Um, Kirsty Alley yes, passed away this Um you had a good thank. You had a good go at it. Thanks for your input. Thanks for your input. I am not really familiar with her work. I have to be honest. Oh really? I mean, I only really know her from like her TV show Fat Actress and Drop oh. Dead Gorgeous, which is don't know either. You ever seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? No. Oh, it, the, movie the movie with Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, yes. Amy Adams, and Denise Richards. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Alison Janney. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Fantastic piece of cinema. It's very hard to find. I remember I had to watch that on some, like, in the sewer of the internet yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I like, think I um, T-worded it, so torrented. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you said a slur, Jay. You said a slur. said a slur. <laughs> Uh, uh, no. Yeah, rest in peace. R.I.P. Also, not she is not the woman in Sex and the City. She is not to... the woman in Sex and the City. She's As not a lot of people thought. Kirsten Johnston, who was also in Austin Powers. Yes, <laughs> and still alive. Still alive. <laughs> Started. One of them is still here. One of them God. is still here. Yeah. Probably the better one. Oh. Little Miss Kirsty is a Scientologist. Very problematic. Yeah. Pro Trump. Kirstie Yeah. Oh, really? Do you not keep up with Castiali news? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know who the hell she was. She was a Scientologist, was she? Oh, yeah, she was cuckoo. Oh. Yeah, like the last, like, maybe five years, she's been a bit like... (laughs) Look, look, I mean, the thing about Scientology, sometimes it works. Mm, Elizabeth Moss. (laughs) Tom Tom Cruise. Cruise. Like... They're doing really well. Uh, That's that's kind of my thing. I'm like, yes, it's like an evil cult, 
but like but it's them really on working side, for Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Like, have you seen that Mitchell? I <laughs> well, yeah, it's a rhetorical question. Um, but she's she's bloody great in it. And Tom Cruise, you know, he's he's the action star of today. I famously wouldn't know. I've still yet to see Top Gun. Yes, so. don't bring that up. Source spot for me. Source spot. Well, for yeah, me. I think it, you know if you're at the top of the pyramid, mm. um, mm-hmm. it's great. If you're towards the bottom, maybe not so much. Mm. I guess Kirstie Alley was probably towards the top. Yeah, she was pretty, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty up there, pretty up yeah. there. Yeah, well, she's with um, Xenu now. Um, <laughs> good for oh, her. Goodness. Um, speaking of film. <laughs> did we? Did someone Oh, you know, Kirstie Alley. We spoke about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Films, sure. Movie stars. Yes, movie, movie stars. stars. Last evening... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went to the Asta. Yes, the gorgeous Asta Theatre. Down in Melbourne in yes, St. Kilda. Down we, in Melbourne. <laughs> like, we're um, not from here. I feel like I'm oh, I need to, like, snap my hand. Not as funny. <laughs> you're, not, you're not awake. I'm not yeah. awake. I Wake like, up. <laughs> Wake up. No, um, we went and saw Zodiac at the Asta yes, last night. Wonderful a movie. Film. You hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it before. I, quite the think? time. Quite the time. Yeah. Quite a long time. Uh, yeah, it's a long movie. It's, it's a long two and a half yeah. hours. Um, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, um, even though I knew, like, famously, they never caught the Zodiac Killer. I was yes. still, still active It was still really, really interesting. And I was, yeah. like, playing along. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was You're incredible. Um, love, like, the random cameos. It was, like, oh, I'm going to call Chloe Sevigny a cameo. <laughs> it was, like, a pretty important role. Everyone clapping on screen. Oh, uh, literally. Um, I loved June Jai and Raphael. She uh, played um, Mark Ruffalo's <laughs> wife. Oh, okay. I know her. And, um... Sorry, I'm just rolling my eyes. And you can't see rolling my eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good... Yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking love Zodiac. I feel like it's one of those... Like, everyone knows all, like, the big David Fincher movies, but for some reason this one, like, slips out under the radar. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a bit of a bomb when it came out. I don't think... I think it maybe barely made its budget back well, at the time. I remember reading because it was, like, they had... It had a lot of, like, Oscar buzz, like, pre-production right. um, and, like, during production, but because it took so long to get it made, they, like, had to end up releasing it in March, like, just after the Oscars. So by the time oh, it, it was came so out... Everyone just forgotten about it. Well, it would have swept. It would if have they swept. Didn't would have gone it. number in many countries. <laughs> um, I I love Zodiac. I've seen it many many times. It's probably my most watched David Fincher film. Mm. Um, I just think it's so, and it's it's kind of different to his other films because it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, it is it, it is of course about crime and murder and everything. But it's more about, it, it's almost like one of those journalist movies. It's more about like obsession and yeah, um, yeah all that, all that like fixation and how it can just take over someone's life. Um, I think it's brilliant. I know you said you didn't love the pacing of it, but yeah, I, I found the middle to be, I think kind of like when they were swapping between the journalist into the um, policeman story and then back again. I yeah. found like the transitions to be a bit like they took a little bit of time and right. it didn't really gel super well for me. But otherwise, like it was still a really good film. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to say, I actually adore the pacing of it because yeah. it's, it's an odd film in that the first half is kind of taken up with, it's a lot of murder. It's the crimes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it does kind of switch perspectives back and forth. Mm. But I don't know. It just kind of ratchets up the tension in a really deliberate and it, in, in sort of deliberate way. And it's all—it's so much about that, like, minutiae of, of everything and, you know, him going through documents and handwriting and yeah. all of this. Like, I'm just addicted to that. Um, I love it. I think it's such a good movie. No, it's really – I still think it's really good. Like, I – Yes. I, yeah. I wonder what David Fincher is up to right this minute. Right like now? what's happening oh, Hopefully next. working on another Marvel's Not Mank program. 2, please. Mank 2. <laughs> Mank 2. David Fincher, please don't make another Mank. Uh, that was it. That was a passion project. It was his <laughs> oh, father. Yeah, his dad wrote his wrote father it. wrote the script. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really didn't like Mank. <laughs> I have actually still have yet to see Mank. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, you'd the, probably that, love it. <laughs> I probably would. I mean, I heard incredible stuff about Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, um, look, I don't even remember a lot yeah. of it. Was she Oscar nominated? That? that was like the first year that I really, really, really got into it. But I was still like, I don't need to watch everything. How the tables you have turned. I mean, I've never seen um, 
or is it Citizen Kane? Um, no, I, I've never. And that, I think that's why I didn't watch Mank because I was like, I want to watch Citizen Kane. Right, mm. the sort of prequel. The no, prequel Mank to is Mank. a prequel to. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's um. Uh, yeah, look, yeah. it's not my cup of tea. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. But um, but Zodiac's great. And and well, speaking of well, other cinema, what? So Sam and I have seen two films together in the last twenty four hours. Yes. Um, kind of similar tonally, mm. both crime capers. Yes. Um, really, Very... uh, kind of changing the form of cinema as yes. we watched. Um. So we saw Zodiac, obviously, last and night. today, not an hour ago, we saw Puss in, Puss in Boots, Boots, The Last, the last Wish, wish. <laughs> which we um, teased last week on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so we took ourselves to Palisworth Garth and it no, was- we didn't, we took ourselves to Pentridge. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we went to Pentridge, full of kids, the cinema, oh, and then us. Um, <laughs> I think we might have been the oldest people that weren't parents. Yes. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. <laughs> I mean, it's- I, I don't know if I would have seen it if it hadn't been getting these really good reviews. Yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, I've, I, I've heard it's got, it's, like, a lot of word of mouth. Like, oh, this is actually good. Like, <laughs> it's a sleeper hit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, well, I saw something that was, like, we're back in 2001 because Disney released this huge, big, big budget movie that made no yes. impact. Oh, starring and Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> DreamWorks is doing this like word of mouth like hit that's really like yeah. progressively growing like the original Shrek did. It's, so. um, it's, it's what I, what kind of struck me. I mean, the art style is different to the previous um, Shrek and Puss in Boots movies. Mm. It's, it's more, um, it's got that kind of cartoony comic booky. Yeah. It vibe. was really like beautiful. Yeah. Like it it's was, almost all like, the action sequences were very like dynamic, um, dynamic and, and like they had that, um, comic book flair and it yeah. was really it's a bit Spider-Verse I don't yeah. know if you saw that movie but um, it kind of has that similar yeah. feel um, yeah I loved it it's it's quick 90 minutes oh it was <laughs> in and out it was gorgeous in and out yeah it looked gorgeous it's got a pretty good story um, it's got a fabulous cast I mean yeah. famously Antonio Banderas returns <laughs> of as the, star, the titular the Puss in Boots yes. um, we have Summer Hayek yes as Kitty Softballs. Kitty Softballs. Come sorry. on now. Um, then we've got <laughs> fabulous Florence Pugh yes, as Goldilocks. As Goldilocks. And Olivia, Olivia Coleman as Mama, Mama Bear. Bear. I'm sure. Oh, John Mulaney was yes. in it. Um, Harvey Gillen. Um, really good. Who bit. plays the dog? Harvey Gillen. Oh. From What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Um, I, I have sung Olivia Coleman's praises many a time. Yes. She is an actress. She has a moment with Florence Pugh that may have almost brought me to tears just because me it was too. her voice. Yeah, well, it's a very affecting moment. Mm. Um, Won't spoil it because I think no. I think I think the film's still in advanced screening. So yes, we went to the advanced screening. In you case were, the gatekeepers want to go see, you want to go in blind. Yeah. Um, yeah, loved it. I would recommend it. Um, and uh, again, I won't spoil it, but let me just say the ending. Oh my! Really goodness. well done. Gagged. Really, like the very, you know what I'm talking about. The very end. Literally. Um, oh, let me just say there's big things coming. Big things coming in the DreamWorks universe. <laughs> not, I won't say a thing, but... I won't say if they're close, but coming. I won't say if they're far, far away. <laughs> but there are big things coming in the DreamWorks it's, universe. This is my MCU now. Because, I, I mean, I've been done with MCU for a while. I'm ready to dive back into kind of a cinematic universe. And I think this is it. Mm. I think mm-hmm. this is it. Mm-hmm. I will actually say, I did try and watch the first Puss in Boots before seeing this. Um, I didn't actually finish it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a bit weird. And I didn't bother. I just simply haven't had the time this week. I've been quite busy. <laughs> you couldn't even watch Puss in Boots 1. Literally. I too busy. Too busy. Uh also, just to circle back, just before we get into our topic, um, who do you think the Zodiac Killer is? <laughs> um, I think the Zodiac Killer could be in this very room. Oh, <laughs> well, don't look at me. I'm, it's not me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I mean, you're a little older than me. You're probably alive at the time, <laughs> running around killing people. Yes, in San Francisco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, yeah. Who do you think it is? I guess we'll never find out. You don't want to say. I don't. I don't want to put myself in danger. I know too much. <laughs> I like to hold my cards close to my chest. Yes, we don't want to be targeted by the Zodiac Killer. Um, I'm sure he listens to gatekeeping, actually. Yeah, we, we have a pretty big reach. Well, didn't, uh, they say he was a latent homosexual. <laughs> 
which is most of our audience. I, I mean, we say. have like a we have like a 05 percent <laughs> listenership in America, so <laughs> it's the Zodiac. It's killer. the Zodiac killer. Um, I think it's Arthur Lee Allen. Uh, <laughs> I think it's him. Okay. Um, I've I guess we'll never know he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. I mean, I think give me a few hours, I could probably crack the case. Mm. I just sort mm. of haven't. Again, I haven't had time really. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so busy lately with work and everything. It's been really. It's been really hard. Yeah, you know what? Actually, maybe over the Christmas break, I've got two weeks off work. Oh, I might. But then that's when you can do it. I might finally sit time. down and just crack open that case. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, but I, I really want to read the book um, that it's based on. I think mm. I could contribute. That'll be good. <laughs> I'm still. I've just almost finished Mockingjay, so I've been busy reading. <laughs> You've been busy too. Yeah. Once you finish that, we'll both get on to Zodiac. Yeah, exactly. Also, I kind of worded you up before the movie started, but um, there's one specific shot in this movie <laughs> of. Um, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal spinning into the thing. Yes, while he's like brushing his teeth. And it's like the horniest thing I've seen in my <laughs> life. Um, oh, Sammy. I don't know what you thought of that. Oh, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, what a complicated man that yes. I would happily help uncomplicate. Let's yeah. just say that. I mean, it's like there's a tension inside me. There's, you know, on one shoulder, there's Jake Gyllenhaal. On the other, there's Taylor Swift. And they're both kind of, it's the angel and the, the devil whispering in my ear. Because, mm. um, you know... I love both of them, but, um, you know, all too well. It's like, yes, all too well exists, but could... He didn't come to her birthday. That's so cold. He also was in the Sunday in the Park with George revival with Annalie Ashford, which is incredible and the most beautiful... Everyone I give mean, James a round of applause for being the most esoteric um, Jake Gyllenhaal reference. <laughs> it's like, I was supposed to go to London. Sorry, this is my girl. This is my girl. I was supposed to go to London. So mm-hmm. it, they did Sunday in the Park with George with Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford. Um, you probably know <laughs> Annalie Ashford from um, American Crime Story Impeachment. She played Paula, the woman with the nose. Yes. Yeah, that's Emily Ashford. They went Sunday in the Park with George, which is one of my favourite Sondheim musicals. And it was supposed to transfer to London in 2020, but then COVID happened. And then they pushed it back and pushed it back to 2022. And then they just cancelled it. So I never got to see Jake Gyllenhaal play George Soros. I like him in Prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think he's really good in that movie. Mm. I'd love Mm. to watch that again, actually. And of course, you know, Breakback Mountain. (sighs) Um, I mean, we're kind of like Jake and Heath, really. In, oh, right. Um, in every way. Actually, well, we're I'm like more, Michelle and Anne. <laughs> I'm more, yeah, I'm more Anne Hathaway. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's one of our most interesting actors. Um, well, speaking of interesting actors. Yes. The, the topic that oh. we are covering this week <laughs> has a bevy of interesting actors, actually. Yeah, I guess you could say that. It has <laughs> a variety of stars. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Do you want to... Tell the audience what we're, what we're talking about today. <laughs> well, then. we thought we'd get a little bit Christmassy um, because, of course, Christmas is coming up. It is <laughs> Christmas coming up. Um, and we, we're going to do it next week, but next week we're doing our big Avatar episode. Yes. <laughs> we, we, Avatar, the way of water, comes out next week and we will we be seated. Christmas. So uh, Christmas is a week early. We had to kind of fit it into our calendar, so yeah. we're doing it a little early. Um, but this week we're talking about Love, Love Actually. actually. Um, Have you seen this one before, Sam? No, it was actually my first time watching it this week. Had you seen it? No, I hadn't. Oh, we're so, both fresh eyes fresh on this film. Fresh eyes. I feel like there has been such a such a cultural hype around this particular piece of cinema. Yes. Well, it's sort of a classic. It's a Christmas classic, right? It is. It is. And that's what we're going to get into. Oh, <laughs> well, good. It's, um, I mean, I, I tried to watch it a few years ago, like a really long time ago, and I did turn it off. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just, I wasn't gelling with it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it seems like one of those movies that like you have to watch sort of like as a family growing yeah, up. Yeah. And I don't know. Very it was that. never really on my, on my family's radar as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. We are more of like a, um, you know the Tim Allen what is it the Santa Claus is that what oh, those movies yeah, called yeah, yeah. like the third one do you remember that oh, one? Oh, with Jack Frost yeah it played by um, is that Martin Sheen yeah Martin Short <laughs> Martin, Martin Short, Short. Yeah. sorry um, yeah we're more of a, a Santa Claus household never really touched love actually yeah I no. guess it's more mature right yeah mature yeah, yeah. Um, um, I yeah I had never really been exposed to it and it was one of those ones that I was just like I'll get around to it eventually. And, and we did this week. For Christmas. That was our Christmas gift to each other. Yes. Love, actually. I actually always 
thought it was called like love comma, comma actually, actually. Uh, uh, sort of like love simon <laughs> well yeah look no, i didn't realize i was getting confused love love simon and love actually take place in the same universe uh, they could mm. and that's not a compliment <laughs> let's just say that uh, um, um i think it should be called love comma actually yeah uh, to be honest love actually love actually actually <laughs> um love Actually. Just a quick little <laughs> plot description um, sure. for those who haven't seen. Yes. It is a 2003 Christmas-themed romantic comedy. Did you just um, get this from Wikipedia? Yep. You couldn't <laughs> even think of a... <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to, you know... Do it originally. All right, fine. All right. Let me... It's a, it's a Christmas-themed romantic comedy that mm-hmm. kind of um, explores love all throughout... <laughs> Um, the United Kingdom over yes. a five-week period before Christmas, and it's got all these different people, yep. and you'll never guess. All of these people that are in these little vignettes, they're all connected. Yes. They're all somehow related. We've got brothers. We've got sisters. We've got aunties, <laughs> uncles, co-workers, friends, <laughs> lovers. I actually, they're all connected. Just on that, I actually... Except for a few that are randomly not connected at all. But oh, really? I think there's like one or two that like don't ever cross <laughs> over. But anyway. There's no connection whatsoever. No connection. Who the fuck are yeah. these people? I... There's <clears> a 50-year-old woman here. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found it quite um, difficult to see the, you know, spider web of yeah. people. Um, to the, and and I also thought it, some of them were a cop-out where it's just like they were just friends. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, if you're doing a movie like this, you have to have a lot of unique relationships. But a lot of them was kind of just like, these people are friends. They I'm work like, together. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, like famously, Colin Firth and Laura Linney are listed as friends in the Spider Web. They had one interaction <laughs> at a wedding. They spoke, and that's it. Oh, that was their first time meeting. I think, wasn't well, it? maybe it wasn't, but it seemed like it when I watched. Also, and, and then Laura Linney was she's talking to, to the cue card guy. The who? The cue card guy. Yeah. And that was it was that was their link, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I also I need to let everyone <laughs> so know that I have not learned a single name of any character no, in this film. I don't think anyone has. even in my notes I've written <laughs> right. So we've got Bill Nighy, fat yes. manager, Kira Knightley, manager. husband, fat cue bastard. card guy, Colin Firth, Portuguese woman, yes. Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, obviously. Woman. Hugh Grant. And then this is okay. Just to get into this real quickly, mm-hmm. um, the Hugh Grant character falls in love with like his housemaid when he becomes prime minister. Yes, the way that they this probably a size 12 average woman, the way that they are like, oh, that's fat Natalie, that fat, fat Natalie lady who looks like shit. Fat, fat Natalie. That's how aggressive. They call her fat all the time. I'm like, she is normal. I feel like I missed this part of the movie. I yeah, don't they're like, this. oh, who's the fat? He's like, he asked the... Um, the he's like secretary or whatever and he's like oh do you know natalie and she's like oh yeah natalie the one with the fat thighs and then even her dad they're like oh they, i think he calls her fatally or something it's like her really dad. aggressive oh, i don't know end. how i missed this whole um subplot but yeah so we'll get back into that but that's because i was about to say hugh grant and fat natalie <laughs> <laughs> you're, contri- you're part of the problem um we have liam neeson yes. and child's son yes uh martin freeman and joanna page they mm-hmm. were. I just know who they were. Sorry, and are they then, connected? Are they friends with... I don't know how they're connected. They're, I think they're connected at the very end. Remember the airport? Oh. And that was where I was like, this connection's a little weird because they just yeah. run into someone's friend. I can't remember yeah. who it is. But they're like, oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Then we had the weird incel guy. Who was that? The one that like went to America to have sex. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was his friend. Oh. His friend knows um, Martin Freeman and yeah. the other person. And then of course, my f- what? Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite <laughs> story kind line. of storyline? Yeah. Um. So I have to say it would actually be um, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson mm-hmm. because I was a bit confused by the end of it because. I guess they just kind of... D- okay, spoiler spoiler alert, by the way, just to well, mention... I feel like this is, like, the... <laughs> everyone knows this thing. Yeah, and look, the plot, like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter. Um, they kind of just stay together in mm. a seemingly unhappy marriage at the end, um, which I found... I, I mean, I like their storyline the most because it seemed the most real to me, yeah. okay? It was, like... I mean, Emma Thompson's got her um, Joni Mitchell sort of obsession and she ends up like 
putting on her CD and crying to Joni Mitchell, which alone in her Being room. there. Yeah, which is... Leaving, literally, they're having, like, Christmas <laughs> gift-giving. And she so says, excuse me a minute. She says, I'm going to get up and leave. I'm going to put my Joni Mitchell CD into my about, CD like, player. The ice cream. She's like, I had too much ice cream. Yeah. Which I was like, is she saying... Is she going like, to shit herself? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, ew. Oh, so, she, so that's why she said it. So then she knew that she was going to put on the Joni Mitchell CD, put it on really loud to cover. Oh, okay. Her so three noises, but it's just to cover her crying. She would rather be like, I'm going to have huge diarrhea in the toilet than admit to cry. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of smart because she's giving Been herself. There. A, <laughs> she's giving herself a good amount of time by yeah. using that excuse. But it was just so like, she got up, left, and she's like, I'm going to go put on the saddest music. I know and cry in my room, which I, I wish mean, I had I've done. Uh, yeah, I, I was she, singing um, "River" by well, Joni Mitchell. She wasn't singing "River." She got the I know, mm, bitch. She got the I'm sorry, but it's a Christmas song now. I love that version where Joni is like old and she smoked like fifty pack of the chips. Looked at clouds. I wish she would get back to Spotify, Joni. If you're listening, please. I mean, I respect her sense. Oh yeah, but I take Joe Rogan instead, please. <laughs> Give us Joni back on Spotify. I guess that's you have the upper hand being an Apple Music. Oh, I'm an listen, Apple Music girl. You can listen to Blue whenever you like. Literally, I'm, I'll have to buy it on iTunes. Literally, so I can I can have that Emma Thompson moment. Yeah, but I will say though. I will say though. In Having heard about this scene where Emma Thompson cries to Joni Mitchell. You heard about it? I, like, seen it on Twitter and stuff. And, like, it's very, like, it's probably, like, maybe the most famous scene from the film. Are I you would, serious? No way. I would say. No way, that's Hugh Grant dancing. Um, yeah, I guess. But I think, like, that's probably... Well, that it's and that are probably <laughs> the most known. And, really? I had no idea. And I was like, oh, okay. Going in, I was like, this is going to be silly. And then I was like, oh, no, this is actually quite affecting. <laughs> yes. I was like, all right, this is... I'm going to give it up. Well, it's Emma Thompson. She's going to give you a... She's going to serve her ass off every... So, just to clarify, um, are they just in this unhappy marriage at the end? Or did I miss well, something? Well, what I interpreted it as, he went away for a bit. And she basically... So, she comes to him at the school play at the end of the movie. Of with an ultimatum. She's like, if you found out that you're... If you were me and you found out that your husband had possibly cheated on you, mm-hmm. would you stay with him, leave him, mm. or work it out or like whatever. Yes. And he's just like, Oh, I'm so sorry, Emma Thompson. <laughs> and then they kind of just walk away. And then it obviously skips to the epilogue a month later. And, and he's been away on a flight and he's come back. And well, I don't know. I don't know if they stayed. I don't know if they stayed together because it's even, unclear. It's very unclear. And I kind of like that. I would probably say that they've taken some time apart <laughs> and are working right. on it because it's still, where do you think he went? I don't know. Maybe to Portugal to stay with Colin Firth. I don't right. know. I don't oh, know. that's where he was. I don't know. That's just good. They're all connected. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite storyline? Um, my favorite storyline was obviously the Laura Linney storyline. Obviously, Laura. She's Linney. so good in it. Laura Linney. <laughs> Laura Linney. I mean, Laura Linney. I took notes. Say that. I took notes while I was watching this film, just like trying to keep control of my thoughts. Some of my notes include all capitals, Laura Linney, Laura Linney, actress, Laura Linney, man, so tasty. Where is Laura Linney? What happened to Laura Linney? The most interesting character doesn't get an epilogue. Doesn't she? No, she doesn't get an epilogue. Oh, she's not at the airport. She's not at the airport. Well, I guess it's like, what reason would she have to be there? I don't know. Maybe. Wait, what's the end of hers? Is it when she takes the call? She's seeing her brother. She has a crush on this man in her office. And Alan Rickman is basically, Alan Rickman's her boss. Remember, everyone's connected. Yes. Um, Alan Rickman is like, we all know that you have a crush on this man. Y'all need to fuck. Yeah. It basically is what he says to her. Alan Rickman was giving gay in that scene, by the way. I thought Alan yeah, Rickman was, he was gay. A bit like, oh, girl. Oh, honey. <laughs> That's basically what he's doing. Oh, oh honey. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> oh, honey, Laura Linney. Oh, Laura Linney. Go and fuck that hot guy. Fuck- I mean, that's what you're saying. I'm like, that's Literally. queer to me. And, and then- was he an architect or something? Yeah. Gay. No, I, no. No. <laughs> well, there was my, one moment that I thought was going to get gay. We'll get to it. Um, Wait, what does he do? He's not, not an not architect. Yeah, yeah. A different moment. But what does he do? I think they work at a paper. Or like a, really? I feel like it's like a, I think it's a, I think it's a magazine or a paper or something because so he's like a, oh, 
magazine, gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Alison Rickman, just saying, gay. And, and it was to, gay. It was to the point where when Alan Rickman was living with Emma Thompson, I thought they were like brother and sister because they had no chemistry whatsoever, well, which I, I guess was point, maybe. Sam. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, brother and sister to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he, Alan Rickman is basically like, have sex with this man. Sad woman. And yes. then they go to the Christmas party and then they ended up like having a little kissy kiss on the dance floor and then they go home yeah. together and they're about to have sex. And then she gets, a call. she gets a call. And like all throughout the film, it's like Laura Linney keeps getting these calls. Yeah. Her phone's always going off. Turns out she's got like a very mentally ill brother. He yes. lives in a facility. And Which they stole, parents are dead. From, they stole for um, Ozark. Oh. She loves to have a problematic brother, this oh, Laura Linney. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they like don't end up having that encounter and she goes to see her brother and yeah. then on Christmas she goes to hang out with her brother again and then she's kind of just left. She yeah. has, the, I think she has, apart her and Emma Thompson probably in competition for like the juiciest, like dramatic role of the piece, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Laura Linney can Laura really Linney carry that weight, can't she? a dramatic actress. Yeah, she if is. I have ever seen one. And she does get to sort of stand out because she's the only American. Well, that funny you say that, um... There was apparently when, um, what's his name? Um, Richard Curtis was trying to cast this. He auditioned plenty of actresses, plenty of British actresses, Mm -hmm. because they wanted to keep it very British, obviously. Of course. And uh, I quote, it says, Richard Curtis auditioned a great many British girls, but kept saying, I want someone like Laura Linney. I want someone (laughs) like Laura Linney. The casting director eventually snapped and said, oh, for fuck's sake, just audition Laura Linney then. And she got the part. Right. Laura oh, Linney. Oh, surprise. She got the part. She got the part. Laura Good Linney. Her. Oh, don't make her audition. Just give it to her. <sighs> Literally, if you want someone like Laura Linney and Laura Linney's right here, you just offer give only. it to Laura Linney. She should be offer only. Oh, Laura- I guess it was a different time. I love Laura the day. Linney. So that your favourite was Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Who's the man? That hot man? I don't know, but he's quite tasty. He kind of looked like that guy from Game of Thrones. I have not oh, watched sorry, that Oh, sorry. What's that new one? House of the Dragon? I also have not watched that program. No, neither have I, but I've seen pictures of this. Like Matt Smith? No. <laughs> No, there's some, uh, what's his, Fabian Frankel? Is that his name? Oh, no clue. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I haven't watched it either. I never remember his name. I said yeah, Laura I, Linney and Hot Man. I always try and keep abreast of, like, the latest, hottest man, man. like, of the month. <laughs> like, and it was the House of the Dragon Man for a bit. Oh, um, yeah. I think I remember seeing that. Was he gay in the show? Maybe. I didn't watch it. Mm. But I saw a picture of him and I was like, oh, my God, maybe I'll watch this show. <laughs> this um, dragon show. But then man. I guess I moved on to, like... Um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Is there a hot... Oh, yeah, there's, like, a few hot men in that. And I moved on to that. Ooh, yeah, that was kind of my thing. I was watching a lot of... I, I was kind of, like, very esoteric in that moment in that I decided to watch The Rings of Power instead mm. of House of the Dragon, which mm. everyone else is watching. And I decided to watch Nyla because I'm not a loser. Which one? I'm a nerd. <laughs> I watch Nyla. <laughs> Rings of Power was really good and not everyone will get the Rings of Power. Like that's that's the thing, like the shit that I hear apparently not many people did. So <laughs> that's the thing, it's you're like you're on your own kid. <laughs> and you always have been, haven't you, Sam? I, I at every event, like every time I'd come into work, I would just be begging everyone to watch Rings of Power because <laughs> they watched it. But it's very much like if you know, you know. And then of course once that ended, we moved on to um Adam DeMarco and Theo James oh, and Paul Sharp. And you know, the list goes on, everyone from my life. Oh, literally. Um, um, sorry, I got really distracted there. What were we talking about? We're talking about love, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is the film. It's oh. just, I want to talk about maybe like the cultural hype and like two of my best friends were like, this is my favorite. Like um, Grace was like, this is my favorite Christmas movie. And Jackie oh. was like, this is my favorite movie ever. Jeez, favorite movie ever. Yeah, and I have shown many people my favorite movies and I have always (laughs) got a good response because I have excellent taste. Not true. My favorite movies. Mulholland Drive the other week. Mulholland Drive is one of my favorite movies, but like if I were to go like my favorite movies of all time, Uh period, point black, Lady Bird and Juno. Oh, right. Okay. Crown Um, pieces. Yeah. And every time I've shown these films to people, they've always been very receptive. Of course. Because they're incredible. When somebody shows me their favorite film, I'm always like, this is me. Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't get it? Like- yeah, and then I watched it, watched this, and I was just like, this did not resonate with me at all, no, unfortunately. And that's, and that's kind of what I was saying about the, It's I think it's it's big because it's like this tradition for people. Yeah. And I guess it is a crowd pleaser. I mean, I found it a bit 
NAF, the opening where it's like the airport. Boom. It was a bit saccharine. And yeah. they mentioned 9 11 in the first. Yeah, <laughs> that really got me. It's like the first. After 9 11, you can't go into the airport anymore. I was like, no, um, Hugh Grant is like, when those planes were. Oh, when the planes into hit the, the tower. <laughs> do you think they made calls of anger or hate? No. no it they was made love. calls of love, actually. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Well, <laughs> 9-11. 9-11. It was a big, yeah. I mean, bold. To I mean, it was I guess it was on everyone's It was 2003, mind. so it would have been written in 2002. So, like, very. Yeah. It's also the I UK. Mean, I guess this is, like, a response to 9-11 when you think about it. I mean, true, though, because it's quite a conservative piece. <laughs> yeah, true. I true. mean, everyone kind of gets married, and mm. it's very much about, um, you know, upholding these Western values. Exactly. <laughs> Um, not to go too in, in on it, but... Well, should we get into the production and stuff a little bit? Or, sure, yeah. if you want to. Um, so it's it had a budget of 40 to 45 mil. Sure. And it made uh, 62 mil in the UK, 14 mil in Australia, 59.5 million in the US and Canada. So it made a total right. of 246.2 million. So Pretty good. Safe to say, I think it made its budget. Yes. Um. Richard Curtis, the mm. writer-director, and um, this was actually his first foray into um, directing, but he wrote Four Weddings and a Funeral, Mr. Boone, Mr. Boone's Holiday. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Hang on a minute. Notting Hill, Bridget Jones's Diary, Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason. Um, he also uh, wrote the story for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Wow. Sorry, um, and, I'm still stuck on Mr. Well, Bean. Just right. He is the co-creator of Black Adder and Mr. Bean. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Um, he okay. wrote for the Vicar of Dibley, and he also, I don't know if you, I don't know if you have this illness that I had. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Um, Doctor Who. Oh, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, so he wrote the Vincent Van Gogh episode of Doctor Who. Never saw that. You never saw the Vincent Van Gogh episode of Doctor Who? Who was the doctor in that uh, one? I think it was Matt Smith. Yeah, they, like, go back in time and, like, oh. Vincent Van Gogh, and then they bring him into the future when they're – and he, like, sees oh. everyone appreciating his – and he cries. Yeah, I did, I did see yeah, this action. But, yeah, right. Mr. Boone. Okay, this movie needed more Mr. Bean Rowan comedy. Atkinson. Yeah, I mean, he's in it. <laughs> Well, he was supposed to be a Christmas angel that was going to pop up, but that plot line was ultimately scrapped. Oh, but they put him in there. Yeah, for shits and gigs, apparently. Right. I mean, just to touch on um, Rowan Atkinson, um, because all I'm thinking about is Mr. Bean right now. Um, his one scene, well, he's sort of in two scenes, but his, his big scene in the movie, it's very much like a... The whole movie grinds to a halt yeah, literally. to just let um, Mr. Bean do his thing for <laughs> what feels like 10 Hours. minutes. Hours. <laughs> um, and it's odd. I it's mean, it so was weird. funny, I guess, but it's it's very much like this kind of came from nowhere. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I kind of wanted him to be more um, intertwined with the plot. Yeah, well, I think given, because he was going to be the Christmas angel, so I think he was going to pop up in... Everyone's different. Wait, scenes. So, what do you mean he was going to be the Christmas angel? What well, is I don't that? Know. that? I don't know. That's what that's what the IMDb trivia page said. It said he it was. Said, Rowan Atkinson was initially cast as a Christmas angel, but that plot line was later scrapped. <laughs> so, like, I kind of understand right. how, like, he was like muddling with the gift, so like he couldn't get it because he knew that the wife was coming. So, like, that was kind of angelic. And then <laughs> at the end, when the little kid is running through the airport, yeah, he um was like holding up security guards so the kid could run through. So that's like angelic. It's like a Christmas angel. Bring Reaching people together. A bit loving. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will say the little kid, Liam Neeson's stepson. Also yep. Liam Neeson, who I always forget is Irish. Oh, you can't forget. Um, I hope, oh, wait, oh, I do. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how you forget. I mean, he's so famously Irish. Okay, well, I don't know why. He's one of us. One of, not one one of, of me. I think we're well, Scottish. Anyway. Right. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. Shrek over here. <laughs> fat bastard, more like it. Um, I okay, um, fat bastard. Anyway, uh, the kid. I for some reason always thought that the kid was in love with Kieran Knightley. Oh, that'd be weird. Like, I feel like there's like maybe it's like the fucking Mandela effect or something, but I feel like I've seen like a photo of them in like a shot together. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. What's that girl's name that he is in love with? Joanna. Joanna. Oh my God. Joanna. Now that's who a queen. Played Vanessa Doofenshmirtz on Phineas and Ferb, oh. who was also a love interest of Ferb. 
who was played by that kid. <laughs> Whoa. There's so many. <laughs> it's kind of a cinematic universe. Literally. Now, that's a slay little girl if I've ever oh, she seen was one. Cunty. She was cunty. And she has a little song in Phineas and Ferb that is the oh. best song from Phineas and Ferb. I don't know. Are, are you Phineas I, and Ferb? No. Okay. I didn't know you were a big fan of this little girl specifically. <laughs> well, I didn't know. You until, know all her work. Because well, she sounded familiar. Like, I was like, I don't know why, but like, so I know this, this voice. little girl, I've heard her before. And then I went on to um, IMDb to yeah. do my little research and it was like Thomas Brady Sangster and I unfortunately do not remember her name, both appeared as lovers in this and also in Phineas and Ferb where wow. he played Ferb and she played Vanessa. Wow. Um, and they, if any, I'm direct addressing, if any of the gatekeepers are familiar with the song Busted from Phineas and Ferb, Hit me up because it slaps. <laughs> you want to talk about busted? I've been trying to get Max to do a drag performance of busted at circuit for years now. Right. Does everyone know this song? <laughs> the girls who no, no. Right. And you right, obviously right. don't. I don't know. So. It's um yeah, I love that little girl. <laughs> She's I, they had to pitch up her voice a little bit because apparently she sounded too good. Oh. Yeah. So when she is <laughs> so at the so end, hard, they at had the to end, for the concert, she sings All I Want for Christmas is You. And it's really quite chic. It, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that, did you see how they did like a, um, reunion interview with the boy kid? What was his name? Thomas Brady Sangstar. Yeah. With like Barbara Walters or something. No, I didn't. And they were on like the bench from the, when he's on the bench with like Liam Neeson. Oh. Apparently it's like famous bench. Oh. But they like were threatened with arrest. Like the police came and they were like, you don't have the right permit for this. Um, you have to move on with arrest. Oh my God. <laughs> so just a bit, bit of trivia there. God. And he was in, um. What's that show? The Maze Runner? No. Game of Thrones? No. He was in Game of Thrones? I think so. Um, no, no, no. With Anya. The chess one. Oh. <laughs> I never watched The Queen's Gambit. What? I never watched it yet. That's weird. I know. The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, That's I never watched The Queen's Gambit. Right. I think I struggle with Netflix TV shows because they always are like an hour and a half long episodes and I'm just like, it's, I feel like once I get into the first one, it's fine, but I'm just like, oh. Yeah. You can be bothered. This, this was sort of when the big Netflix shows were still like good. Yeah. Like now they just I think pump this was out like one of the last shit. Ones. I haven't watched Wednesday, but I'm apparently like, Wednesday's not bad. But I'm also like a 50 minute episode. But you know what? I feel like the this is me talking without ever seeing an episode. But I feel like the bar is like so much lower yeah. now that like and the people that always recommend them to you are like people that watch all the Netflix shows. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to drag if I just Literally. dragged anyone there. But, you know, for someone who's seen Rings of Power, like, the bar's really high, obviously. Um, so I'm not going to watch a little Wednesday show. Not going to watch a little <laughs> Wednesday show. Okay. Um, um, did you know, um, speaking of Little Boy, um, Joe <laughs> Olin auditioned for the role oh. of, I think it's Daniel, his name is. I don't know. The little boy. Yeah, uh, no, his name is Sam. Uh, his name oh. is Sam. <laughs> Your oh. name is Sam. Oh. This is crazy. Wow. Just he like auditioned and he didn't get it. Wow. Oh, my God. Obviously. Imagine how things could have been different. Literally. God, the whole... That that's honestly one of those, like, sliding doors. Oh, literally. Imagine if Joe Orwin had not been cast in... Had been cast in Love, Love Actually. Actually. Where would we be? God. A Love Era wouldn't exist. Yeah, probably wouldn't. Because I feel like part of his appeal with her is that... Um, he wasn't famous. Yeah, he's, like, not famous. He doesn't work much. Mm. Um, well, to be fair, neither does the kid that was the cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he seems, like, too young. Well, see, the thing was, I think he was, like, 13 in that film. He just, like, oh my was, God. like, did not hit puberty until, like, 25. <laughs> I don't think he I has Because there he's... was a five-year age difference between him and Keira Knightley. Oh, that's why I thought they were lovers. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. But Just yeah. to talk broadly... I think, I mean, his storyline with Andrew, sorry, Andrew Lincoln, who's um, the one in love with Keira Knightley. Yes, that um, card man. Yeah. I mean, is the insinuation at the beginning that he might be gay? I, or did I misread yeah, well, this? Well, because actually, I yeah, because Laura, Laura Linney, Linney yeah. is like, because he's obviously staring at Keira Knightley and a... Uh, and her new husband. Yes. And he's best friends with her new husband. And he's been staring at them all night, like filming them, whatever. And, and then doesn't she Laura say Lee's like, you're like in love with are him. you in love with him or what? Yeah. And then and he's, he's like, oh, no, no, no. kind of gay. Like he works at a gallery. He's a bit fruity. Bit 
Um, but no, he's in love with Keira Knightley. Yeah, so love- that I found that a very underdeveloped storyline. Yeah, because like they basically, she finds out that he's in love with him, then they go away. Like that, that really whole plot line is gone for a bit and then they yeah. come back and it's Christmas Eve and he rocks up at her thing and he's like I'm in love with you and then she kisses him and then and she then, goes back and yeah. then, and then the epilogue, like, they're all just kind of friends <laughs> they thruple? so maybe it's not all these conservative values that we were thinking Sam maybe it's pushing a thruple or polyamorous agenda the agenda get that away from me get that's that. why I didn't like the film keep your relationships closed <laughs> in between two people <laughs> um yeah and just kind of like I, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I mean, that was my problem with the film overall is that like, it just didn't work for me. It just like, didn't work. Yeah. I mean, there was all these little plot lines that you don't really get enough of. And, and it kind of just like, you get a little bit of like, will they, won't they? Mm. And then they're married. And like, yeah, <laughs> that's like the Colin Firth thing. Yeah. He, that's like, what I was thinking of. Yeah. In France. So he, so Colin Firth is, he watches his, his brother cheat on his girlfriend with him. Wait, so yeah. he w- yeah, walks in on his girlfriend <laughs> cheating on him with his brother. I could have phrased that a bit better. Um, and then he goes to Paris, uh, no, country country France, to yes, write, write a, novel. a novel. And then he gets this Portuguese <laughs> maid who doesn't speak a lick of English. And then they inexplicably fall in love with each other yeah. because he drives her home and they sit in silence. Did um, he finish that book? I don't know. I don't remember. Because he gets back from gets back from France and goes to like a language school and just spends apparently all of his time learning yeah, Portuguese. Yeah, a bit of that. And then he, on Christmas Eve, rocks up at his family's house and he's like, hello, everybody. Actually, I'm going to go to Portugal. Yeah. And then he like runs through the streets of Portugal and asks her to marry him. And he says, yes, which is stupid. It makes sense. I, would, I know it's a movie and I know it's supposed to be like, <laughs> it's just like, what did I say? You go. Oh, no, I was just saying I would love to um, spend some time in countryside France writing my next great novel. Uh, literally. In, like, those sweaters. Literally. Um, I don't... And fall in love. Yeah. Oh, literally. With a Portuguese woman. <laughs> yes. That's what I've been needing, maybe. Yeah, it was just a bit, like... The, actually, the, the, so Laura Linney's storyline was good, mm-hmm. but... Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson obviously was good. That oh, one, I was captivated the by one that, that one. I actually kind of really liked, I thought was really sweet and like actually funny and silly was the Martin Freeman, um, Joanna Page one where they were the, the body doubles. Yeah. I was like, cause it didn't really have anything to do with anything else. And it was just kind of like a, a nice little light relief. And it's like funny because they're bo- light, light body doubles for sex scenes in movies. Yes. So they had to like be naked and like on top of each other. For it like, was just a little one note for yeah, me. Yeah. It was like silly, but I thought it was like, I mean, out of all of them, I was like, that's probably the most realistic. Meet at work. Okay. Have a good vibe. Yeah, and like <laughs> hanging out. And yes. yeah, I hated the weird like insult guy though. The one that was like, oh, I can't get any girls in, oh, yeah. in England, and then so goes, go to fucking Minnesota. And then goes and has a... Goes and has a threesome with like fucking threesome January threesome. Jones and Alicia Cuthbert. Is that January Jones? January Jones. I didn't even realise. I screamed. I said, January Jones. Yes. Alicia Cuthbert. Of course you know the random... It's always... If there's a random woman on screen, you know James Cuthbert? is going to know. She's no. like, oh, she was like a girly girl of like the early 2000s. Anyway. Sure. Anyway, I just surfing back as well. Um, I, I'm just still not really over the Andrew Lincoln um, storyline. Yeah, it was actually, stupid. No, that is the most famous moment of the movie. Oh uh, yeah, cards. The, the cards. Yeah, um, which I I think it's a common thing, but I saw that and I'm like, when he's like, this comes out of nowhere. Pretend it's Carol Singers. I'm like, yeah. who is Carol Singers? <laughs> who is Carol Singers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, does. Does he? Did they know Carol? Like is she? It's Carol Singers. <laughs> she wants to borrow some milk. Car- you don't know Carol Singers? That's gonna be my drag name. And Carol Singers. Carol Singers. And then I didn't. I didn't buy that anyway because then, then he presses play on the thing and yeah, I'm and like, it's like a full orchestra. Yeah, it's like and it's one woman singing beautifully and me. I, it was me. <laughs> if I was the husband, I'd come to the door. I mean, it sounds like, stunning. Oh, it's- <laughs> Gorgeous oh, woman. Oh, my gay friend. Oh, hey, hey, bestie. <laughs> I don't have to worry about you with my girlfriend. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, and I think, actually, the film could have used gay. Um, well, I thought there was going to be gay. Oh, yeah, who did you Bill think was Nighy gay? When Bill Nighy 
So oh, Bill Nye, he's manager. like this famous like rock star and he's like trying to get a number one hit on Christmas yes. and he does like a cringe little um, rearrangement of a song. I don't even remember what song it was. Um, it's it's like what the title's from. Love Actually. No, it's like, um, <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it Christmas yeah. around me. Stupid. Um, which is the point. Anyway, gets the number one, and then he's like going to a party with Elton John. Yes, and then he comes back to his manager's apartment, and, and he's like, him. "You're the one that I love." Yeah, and, well, it, and well, I was like, "Gay?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Let's watch porn and yeah, have a they wank." I was like, "Oh, so gay?" I mean, kind of. Out of like, all, I the... love. It was very like, "I love you, bro." Yeah, and I, I was mean, like, "It's like out of all the storylines, no gay, no gay." Um, which which I thought it would have fit in well with the movie, even if it was like an offensive, um, you know, portrayal of a yeah, gay, literally. like just of what it was in the two thousands, which is probably like, um, like a white twink with um, oh, bleached frosted tips, yeah, frosted like, tips. Like girlfriend, let and me then, tell you, oh, you would have given Laura Linney a makeover. Yes. Okay, how? Okay, and then wear jorts. Let's not Laura Linney <laughs> because I already figured that one out. Uh-huh. Do you want to pick one? <laughs> one scenario from Love Actually and try and fit a gay into it and I'll do one as well. What do you mean? Like, so, with the Laura Linney. So, like, uh-huh. if there was a gay guy in Love Actually, <laughs> he would be Laura Linney. He'd be like, Laura Linney's GBF and he'd be like, I'm going to give you a makeover for Christmas, girly. Oh, right, and then right, right. she would have had sex with that tasty man. Well, I think it could have worked if there was a gay that works at Alan Rickman's um, mm. un... un- known business architecture yeah. magazine whatever it is i think there could have been a queenie um gay that works there that would come on to <laughs> alan recommend almost in the i think you could actually just replace that woman, <gasps> that woman with gay. that's hot for alan rickman that could have been um like a sexed up twink who's like making inappropriate passes at Alan Rickman. Or because um, they host it at the gallery. It could be another twink that works there. Oh. Hits on the friend oh. who's in love with Kira Knightley's boyfriend. Yes, because we've got to connect it And then the realises that he's gay and not in love with Kira Knightley. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hire okay. me. Where was I? I should have been in the writer's room in 2002. And Dude. then maybe we can fit in Love, Simon. <laughs> the twink should have himself. been Love, Simon. He never got out of the car to do Le- the car. <laughs> Love, Simon in Love, Actually. Oh. Whoa, oh. <laughs> we're doing some great things here. We, 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 wow. No one steal this, by no the way. It's copyrighted because we've said it. Copyrighted. This is <laughs> binding. I don't know what we've copyrighted, but it's it's a hit nevertheless. Literally. Well, they both were. Love Simon and Love Actually. Both huge hits. What could we do? We could do, like, Love oh, Love Circuit. Love Circuit. Oh, please. Love Sammy. Love Sammy. <laughs> Love Sammy. Um, I, I, well, anyway, to wrap my thoughts on Love Actually, um, I guess I see the appeal and that it's like, you know, it's quite a comforting mm. movie. Like, I don't want to shit on it too much. No, because like, I feel, I also feel I watched it on a Wednesday night after mm. I had a shit day at work, I was tired and I kind of like, not like, like obviously I had to watch it because like it was for the pod, but it was like, oh, fuck, I have to go home and watch this movie. The one night tonight, yeah. the one night that I don't have to do anything. Right, you're in a bad mood. Yeah. I was like, but I can see how watching it with like some friends or family, like having a few drinks and like, yeah, that would be nice. If you've got a community. Yeah. Um, you like I didn't this have movie. community with me that you night. You didn't. You're no. like sad and alone. I'm sad in, room. in my room in the dark watching it on my laptop. Yeah. Poor yeah. thing. Mm. <laughs> no. no. I watched it on the couch with my cat, mm. um, which is infinitely. Um, Sadder. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not really for me. I mean, I do, of course, appreciate rom-coms yeah um and it is kind of in that um nor efron classic rom-com tradition in a way it is very like that because it's like you look at all these rom-coms from like the 2000s that everyone loves and then like you go back and watch them and you're like oh this is kind of bad oh I some of it, that. like i feel like some of like the big ones are like like if you haven't seen them and don't have that nostalgic tie to them a lot of the rom-coms no I feel I'm thinking of like my best friend's wedding, you've got mail, like all the best rom coms are from this period. Yeah, I'm thinking more of like the 
like the early 2000s, like J-Lo, like Pretty Woman, all of those ones that are really... Pretty Woman? Okay, yeah, one but then is you like go the back 80s. and look at... Pre- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of those <laughs> rom-coms that Manhattan. when you look at through a 2022 lens, having not seen them before, it gets very like, oh, this, this, this is problematic. This isn't good. I think you're wrong. Okay. Well, but, no, but, but, but still, I think, like... I think like, you're like, wrong. The Nora Ephron ones of the 80s are, like, fucking god tier. But then I'm like, is that my bias of, like, growing up with them? You know what I mean? No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, bitch, they still hold up. Okay. You've got me on 1998. It, she was doing great work even to the late 90s. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think it's today that we have the shit rom-coms. Like... Um... Marry Me 2022 would love to disagree. <laughs> I never saw it. You never saw Marry Me? No. I, I actually, thought we were supposed to sit together maybe, actually. Yeah, we were, but then I got COVID. And then <laughs> I watched a new movie that I hadn't seen every day in my seven-day isolation so period. And Marry I me? ended with Marry Me because that was my prize <laughs> for getting finale. through. Your prize. I was like, I it's got, like, got I through can't... seven days of ISO. Started. What did I watch? I started with, like, Mass. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. I watched that in isolation too, actually. I, watched some, I actually watched some really good films that I saw. I watched um, Mass, Fatal Attraction, <laughs> Tully, My Cousin Vinny, which was probably my favourite. Uh-huh. Oh, no, Showgirls, Margaret, and um, Enter Marry, Marry Me. me. Yeah. Wow. It's Margaret like, was my favourite. It's like I can't kill myself until I I've seen Marry, Marry Me, me literally. Um, no, but I mean, nowadays it's like Netflix will just pump out shit rom-coms and, mm. and people are like, the rom-com's back, but it's no. not. <laughs> um, anyway, that's a whole nother time. We talk about that for hours and oh, I will. But so the question on everybody's lips <laughs> that I think they're waiting for with bated breath. Yes. Is love actually love getting, actually getting through our gate? Um, well, look, I mean, we haven't discussed this, but I, we should... I think if we had sort of a criteria mm. for the gate, um, we've not mentioned this at all, but we're let's not- just come up with it now. <laughs> I thought, um, one, I mean, it's kind of a rubric of, of yeah, sorts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think we're quality. Just- yes. Um, quality. Um, does it sort of slay? Like, I don't know what <laughs> the word is for that, but does like. Does it slay? Yeah. I think that's the word. <laughs> one, quality. Two, does it slay? Three, um, I think is it um Does it does it benefit the queer agenda? <laughs> does it benefit the queer agenda? <laughs> there we go. Do you think? Do you agree? Uh, it- yeah, just those three? Yeah. <laughs> oh well what else? I don't know. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, I mean that kind of ticks all my boxes. Uh, actually number four, is it a classic? <laughs> <laughs> the stupid's fucking criteria. Is it a classic? Is it a classic? Alright, alright. So number one. Um what was number one? Quality. Quality. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> um yeah, I guess. It's well put together. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Two, does it slay? I'm uh, actually going to say no. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I think specific women in this cast slay. Yeah, of course. But as a whole, yeah. love actually, unfortunately, does not does slay. Not slay. Number, f- what was three? Uh, oh, three, does it benefit the queer gender? No, it Absolutely doesn't. Absolutely not. It doesn't. Um, yeah, because they they kind of make you think they might be gay and then they're like, no. Not, not on the, my Not that watch. kind of movie. <laughs> um, and then what was four? Um, <laughs> is it a classic? Is it a classic? <laughs> I mean, technically it is a classic, but yes, is but it a classic to Sam and James? Yes. Um, it might be classic to you. It's certainly not a classic to me. <laughs> okay, rude. Um, no, it's not a classic to me no, either. So, unfortunately, so it's actually... Actually, every one of the rubric. <laughs> I think it got a point. I got half a point half on a the... Point on the quality, on, maybe. On the sleigh. <laughs> oh, you, oh, for, for the, the actresses. Right, what? Right, right. The Lord Linney! Of course. Half a point of slay. For half a point of slay. I think got half a point of quality. So I got one point yes. out of four. Yeah. So that's not great. Oh my God, wait. Oh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't prepare my sound effects. Oh, no, Sam. Come God, on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Wait, what did we say? Oh, it's not getting in. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> let me walk over to the gate. Slammed on the face classic, of um, classic of the British people, and yeah, that's another thing. Um, I hate British people <laughs> and their culture. Yeah, <laughs> and this is very that. Very. That. Um, I will say, I was watching it, and like all the scenes of London, because like I've been, I was in London this year, <laughs> and I find like when I watch a movie set in New York, I'm always like, no, I miss New York. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, I was kind of like, ah, 
shithole. In there. <laughs> oh, um, yuck. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in yeah, to our special in. Christmas episode yes. of Gatekeeping. It's, you should probably listen to this one by the fire. The it, nice hot... Coco. Coco, put the tree up with the Santa tree. hat. Yeah, exactly. Don't listen to Christmas carols this year. Listen to the gatekeeping <laughs> edition of Christmas. Yes, listen to uh, carol singers. Put that on. Actually, put on some Joni Mitchell. Have a cry. Have a cry. <laughs> That's what we'll be doing. Oh, goodness. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much. Tune. Okay, next week's going to be... Next week's going to be a big, big Ooh. week. Big, big week for... <laughs> Gatekeeping Nation. Um, <laughs> Next week is the big Avatar the spectacular. Big Avatar spectacular because we will be seeing Avatar: The Way of Water. Yes, on Wednesday <laughs> night. So that's another thing. We're giving everyone a week notice. Go and see Avatar opening weekend. Yeah. Um, because I'm also like this. L- listen, listen up. This movie needs to make two billion dollars, in my opinion. Exactly, and it um, will. Fucking see Avatar. I feel, I really feel like this movie, it's my responsibility for it to be <laughs> successful. Um, because, you know, I've said, I've said since the beginning, Avatar 2 is just going to blow it's everyone out of the water. Away. No pun intended. Um, so go and see Avatar. Go and this see week, Avatar. this is your warning. The initial responses have already started to come out. They've started doing previews in America and it's fucking looking. I'm vindicated already. Yeah, That's exactly. all I'll say. And it's got Sigourney Weaver in it. It's got Zoe, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> it's got Kate Winslet in it. Kate Winslet. I mean, it's it's James Cameron. That's all we need to say. Don't don't bet against James Cameron. Don't bet against James Cameron. Anyway, you've, you've got one week notice to see Avatar Way of Water. It'll be out. Tomorrow. Yes. When you're listening to this episode, tomorrow. it will be out tomorrow. The IMAX is running 24-hour se- sessions. You can go at 1 a.m. or whatever, or yeah. like 5 a.m. Start your day. Start your day with Avatar. That's what I'm doing. That's, um, don't talk to me till I've had my morning Avatar, James. Don't talk to me. No. Um, um, but it's very exciting. We're really excited. I think it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Can't wait. Um, as usual, follow us on Instagram. Gatekeeping um, pod. And uh, let us know if you have any suggestions Absolutely. on what you want us to chit-chat about. And yeah, that's it. Merry Christmas, James. Merry Christmas, Sam. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.